0: What up, Saints and Names? How are you? What's up with y'all? So, when you were, like, in middle school, did you wear jabos? Everybody wore jabos. Not everybody, because jabos were for the for the wealthies or the drug dealers.
1: Oh, I, I was a drug dealer in Yeah, school. see. Yeah. How many did you have? <laughs> I had, like, a good five-pair in rotation. Oh, wow. You
0: know, I was a little... <laughs> but was you one of those dudes? Because there were some dudes that's like, okay... You you flat out wearing that same pair with the red strap a good three times a month.
1: But did you wear an Anichi? I
0: I found some fake ones because they didn't have girl Anichi. Oh, you
1: have fake Anichi. Well, not not what Anichi, about a Not
0: Anichi. No, because we're older, so Anichi wasn't cool. So <laughs> <laughs> I meant the one with the M on the back. You know what I'm talking about? It was like a big Mecca. Pain. No, <laughs> that was so like no. You you finna to say Pepe or Pepe. Peppies Peppies I, I don't know I don't know I don't know No we were wearing Abercrombie and Fitch Air Apostle was like if you struggling financially <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hollister was like popping <laughs> You know what I'm saying <laughs> And then like obviously Jay's Air Force Ones the yeah. the little clip cell phone like you was you was, i'm three
1: years older than you but we're we in the same but i'm saying
0: house. you was you was a senior when i was a freshman so like and you was in chicago y'all were a bit
1: yeah we wore a lot of uh um, uh pelly pelly no
0: Peli we Peli didn't Peli. we didn't wear that
1: what about you justin you wore pelly pelly we wore pelly pelly uh
2: <laughs> my cousins i'm not from chicago so uh, where you from i wore jabos we wore guests a
0: lot too uh, uh, Yeah, i'm from denver uh, okay uh, that makes sense I can see guests being nice. Cause I'm, I guess. I'm, I'm, I'm imagining guests now and I like the style. It has like a traditional kind of simplistic, like polo-ish yeah. kind of thing. Fly. Anywho, they ain't got nothing to do with what we talking it, it about. It never does. But we're here with Justin Gibbett. <laughs> I keep wanting to call you Gaboni. Gaboni, <laughs> So, with the Perrys is is going on tour. Straight is. Don't know if you knew that already. Yeah. I think we're doing 14 cities.
1: Oh, yeah. You wanted me to say something. We're doing
0: 14 cities. And uh, he's going <laughs> to talk about apologetics. And what you going to talk about? I'm going to preach some some Bible. And then we're going to have a live conversation with the saints about something that you pick. We're going to give y'all the opportunity to pick the conversation that we actually end up having.
1: And it's going to, it's going to be God glorifying. It's uh it's going to be uplifting um to to, to the body of Christ, but mm-hmm. we're going to have fun. I think so. We're going to have a lot of fun. A lot. Also, too, a lot of y'all have been trying to get the Bold Apparel merch, and I'm bringing all the merch on tour. Oh, like, like all of it. Beautiful. And we're also coming on tour with our books, with oh, yeah. my new book, uh, all of Jackie, 1900 books. It's only four. Uh, it's, it's a lot. Um, And so, man, be on the lookout, man. All right. So show
0: notes, com forward slash tour. Justin Gibney, the co-founder and president of ANN Campaign, which is an organization I'm probably not going to represent y'all right. So please clear me up. But an organization that's like teaching and training like Christians to like see value in engaging in like civil civic stuff. You could Just say what y'all do
2: Yeah so It's a Christian civic organization uh-huh. What yeah. we're trying to do Is kind of raise Civic literacy So raise people's Understanding of the Political process wow. But also give them A biblical framework To engage Because I think What happens a lot of time Today is we have A progressive framework Or we have a Conservative framework And we kind of Might put a a jesus piece on it but it ain't really a biblical framework and so we're trying to say let's not worry so much about being partisan or
0: ideological Mm -hmm. let's focus on being christian first
2: that's dope so
0: you were in politics yeah what did you or are you in politics present tense
2: i would say was i mean i was so i worked for the mayor Mm -hmm. of of atlanta for eight years uh ran campaigns for Mm -hmm. about a decade Mm -hmm. and so i don't run campaigns i'm not working for the mayor now so i'm Mm -hmm. not in politics, in that way, about a minute, from the sense that I, the end campaign uh, engages politics. Okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, one more question, and then we can get to. I guess I'm intrigued by what motivates people to get in because when i look at like what was that show we was watching on netflix it's ratchet it's a terrible little show where the white lady and she was husband like she was married to the white man who was in politics and it, yeah and it was just like it felt oh, demonic yeah. Yeah. it's like yeah. this is so easy. and then when i watch documentaries about watergate <laughs> it's like
1: everybody's liars yeah. so i guess like, that's well, what i'd be feeling like too i was like well i don't i don't believe none of y'all yeah so what was the motivation so I'll give you my motivation
2: and I'll give you what the right <laughs> motivation is. <laughs> okay. When I first got into politics, my motivation was power. I mm-hmm. was I was young, I was in Atlanta. Wow. I you know, power I was into but I was interested in politics too. Mm-hmm. But at the same time I was like, you know, this is a you know, this is a way to I think number one, Somebody who was playing football all their life, I stopped playing. I wanted that competitive mm-hmm. feel. Mm-hmm. And then also, I think the power played a part into it. Now, the, re- the reason that Christians should do it, mm-hmm. right? And, and I had to learn this over time is because I think it gives us a, a robust opportunity to hmm. love our neighbors. Interesting. By this is within our sphere of influence. Are mm-hmm. we gonna Are we gonna steward our influence right? Mm-hmm. Politics gives us one way to do that to make sure people are taken care of when it comes to education, healthcare, and, and things like that. Politics mm-hmm. gives us a really big opportunity to do that.
1: That's
0: Interesting. Dope. Yeah. That's so helpful, man. Because I ain't never seen nothing good about it.
1: Yeah, me neither. Well, uh, well, I have. I've seen <laughs> you guys, <laughs> and I've seen. I've, I've, I know politicians <laughs> in Chicago who are really good people, but yeah. it's just so much, you know. Um, A couple of months ago, my wife, she, you know, (laughs) she posted some things on social media. And I think it's good to talk about those things. She posted, you know, um, I forget the lady's name.
0: Katanji?
2: Kajanji
1: Brown Jackson. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it, you know.
0: it it was a picture of her I think at the Supreme Court hearing or something mm-hmm. and it was a picture of her daughter like kind of behind her smiling with this like proud smile. And when I saw it I thought of my three daughters and I was like, "Man, like that's how I want my children to look at me one day where it's like they're proud of yep. their mother."
1: Literally, that was all in my And I mind. remember her I remember her like looking at the picture. And she didn't think anything political about nah. it. She was just like, wow, she thought about her and Eden, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and all the things that she's accomplished and she posted it and people I went, said mood. She said mood. That was people part of the problem. People went crazy. Mm-hmm. And when she posted it, you know, people, you know, attacked her. You know how social media is, but- No, we, uh, need,
0: to, we need to specify the attacks.
1: Yeah, I mean- I can say it. Okay. Okay. I don't even want to get light.
0: They thought I was an abortionist, that <laughs> I was affirming an abortionist, that I was a Republican, that everybody that invites me to their youth conferences need to stop, that I wasn't a believer, that I was on my way to hell. Like, it was like, the when it blew up, I, 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 I usually can anticipate some pushback to certain things. I did not anticipate that, which is my fault, because I should have been like, this is Twitter. Like, yeah. what What did you think would
1: happen? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so before before I even ask you this question, I I, I want to say, you know, I don't want to uh, leave us void without an excuse. Because I know when God has given you a platform, sometimes, and we all are, have been guilty of it, of not thinking things through before we post something. We right. understand that when we post something on social media, everybody is not going to have full context of mm-hmm. who you are. And so all they are left with is assumptions. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, and so especially on Twitter, when they don't see your face, they don't, they don't know you like that. And it's not really personable. But when she posted it, you know, one of the things that I saw on social media is, is the end campaign. You guys um, publicly defending her and giving, um, I guess, a more nuance and light to why she posted it. So I guess the two part question is like, why did you guys feel the need to, uh, you know, defend Jackie and I and, and, and I know you guys. We guys have a relationship with you. Um, and you, got, you you know us personally, but also speak to um, the politics that happens on social media and how problematic yeah, yeah. it can be, mm-hmm. and why why you think that is. Yeah. Yeah, so we, we defended her, I think, because we have a, a strong appreciation for what
2: Jackie does. Yeah, There's yeah. a lot of folks who talk on Twitter, but then there are people who go into tough spaces with charity and stand ten toes down on, on the gospel. Yeah. Not everybody has the courage or the ability to speak in that way. And so we we see her as very valuable to what's going on, and, and yeah. we appreciate her. Um, and then we you know, we understood what was going on. I didn't have any problem with what Jackie said yeah, or yeah. what she posted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, what she, I think, what the mistake was, what they saw the mistake as being, is that she tried to humanize what they only wanted to be a political abstraction. Mm. Mm. So to these people, Ketanji is not or Justice <laughs> Justice Brown Jackson is not uh, a mother with a daughter who looks up to her. Mm. She's not a woman who, despite all the things that she'd been through as a black woman, who achieved something great. She was only a progressive person who supported abortion. Wow. Yeah. And what Jackie did was say. No, no, no. There's more to this conversation, which is what the gospel demands that we do. Wow. This is a person with Talk a testimony. This is a person with a story. Mm. She poured that story out there, but they don't ideological tribes. They don't want you to humanize what they just want to be a character. Woo! Right. And you so drink my water. That's what that's where you get all this wokeness and all that. And the response to the wokeness, especially coming from evangelical circles, you have this freak out about wokeness was really a, an, an attempt to avoid mm. uh the truth, historical truth mm-hmm. uh-huh. is an attempt to avoid accountability mm-hmm. for the church's failures when it came to racial justice. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so just the picture shines, yeah. a, puts a mirror in front of the face of somebody who doesn't want to see wow. what's really going on. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what happened. And we're always going to defend our, our brothers and sisters who are trying to stand. up. I mean, that's what we're for. I, I just yeah. don't think, especially in politics, in in the public square, there's not, not enough people holding the line. Mm. Yeah, And I see, Jackie, you, both of you as some somebody who holds the line. And so we'll always
1: yeah. stand good. up for that. Well, I appreciate it, man. I, as as our husband, I appreciated it. You know, because it always feels good. I mean, not only do I have a public, you know, platform, but my wife has a public platform. And so sometimes even trying to navigate, you know, the attacks that I'm getting and then, you know, me being a husband, you know, I, I'm going to always defend my wife. And sometimes... I feel like the Lord has me not to speak about certain situations because he wants me to focus on something. So it's always good to have brothers and sisters in Christ out there who I feel like is fighting with me. And so I really appreciate it. You guys, you know. Yeah. You know. I do too. My
0: pleasure. Now, I got off Twitter shortly after that because I I feel like it's a a demonic place. But, (laughs) But it seems like in the last probably around... The Trump era is when it seemed to get super volatile and angsty and uh, divisive, Uh, especially how like the how people's different politics are influencing the way they read, the way they tweet, all the things. Mm. Now, before the Trump era, would you say that this same tribalism existed, I guess, in people who are familiar or who live in political spheres or did Twitter just bring out? something that wasn't even there does it make sense what i'm saying yeah
2: yeah i think it was bubbling up even before trump i don't think trump started all of this mm-hmm. but he kind of finalized and broke the seal okay and so he started talking to people any kind of way there was no civility you, you got the feeling that civility was weakness mm-hmm. yeah and, it ha- and the crazy part about it it happened on both sides yeah. because trump did it and then the people that really disliked trump for some reason They started to use his same type of rhetoric and have the same vitriol as he did, which Mm. is ridiculous. But you kind of become your enemies when you have contempt for them. Mm. And I think that's what is at the center of what's wrong with uh, Twitter. Mm -hmm. It's contempt. And what contempt is, is thinking that your political opponent or somebody who disagrees with you is worthless. Mm. They're not worth consideration. They're not worth trying to persuade. You just got to get them out the way. And once you get get them out the way, if you can, mm-hmm. now we have this utopia. Well, we know that's never going to happen, mm-hmm. but that's the way that people treat it. And then you also have the, the somewhat the anonymity, right? Mm-hmm. So you got a lot of folks mm-hmm. who will say something to you on over Twitter that they would never say to you in your face. So I, they know they're going to get applauded. Yeah. Yeah. You never. You would never say this never in my face.
0: <laughs> no, they won't.
2: Yeah. And so you have that, you know some anonymity that comes with it you have the fact that your ideological tribe is really gonna pat you on the back when you do it uh, mm-hmm. yeah. and it makes you feel courageous but the truth of the matter is there's nothing courageous about when you do something that you're gonna get patted on the back for Talk mm. about it. so everybody can bark at the other side who really ain't listening half the time but you can mm. bark at the other side and feel courageous but you wouldn't say nothing to your own side mm. when they're doing things that
1: are wrong yeah. to me that's even more courageous because yeah. there's a there's a consequence attached to that and, I, and and what's crazy is i i have the same stance and i, I i've always felt like i was so in line with you you, you guys theological stances about abortion um you know i've partnered with you know your 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 um and campaign about abortion a couple of times on my ig lives and stuff like that mm-hmm. and you know i believe that all life starts at conception that god cares about the life in the womb and um and so i've always talked about the nuances of of, of you know just supporting whole life you know and uh like the mother and the child and i think people on the right have always kind of felt some type of way about that but i remember a couple of months ago felt, one, felt a way about what felt felt some type of way that i was challenging people to think about the mother uh, and it. the baby got it because i think that sometimes we're just so gun ho of like Let's talk about abortion. Let's talk about this or whatever. And we don't want to think about the people in these communities mm-hmm. who we don't want to think about what drives them to get abortions in the first place. Right, right. And so, one, so a couple of months ago, you know, to, to your point, uh, I, I posted a post about just, you know, making a stand on why, why I stand for, for abortion. And a lot of conservatives who follow me thought it was being so brave. And I was like, no, I'm actually not being brave. Mm. I don't get attacked from people um, <laughs> on the left or whatever, like because that's not my following, right. you know what I'm saying? That's not my following, that's not the people who follow me, uh-huh. the people who attack me are the people who want me to just say abortion is wrong and yada yada, who don't want me to like challenge people to think deeply about, yeah. this, about this subject. And so t- that's why I think Twitter is so problematic at times because like you said, it's just people on their side of the fence saying what all their followers want them to say and there's never no pushback, mm-hmm. and so you just have a whole bunch of you know coward, cowardly tweets at each other, and I just, I just hate it.
0: I had this conversation with this uh, woman probably after during Trump's first term, and she was talking about how she was just so confused by some leading black Christians kind of like condemnation of Trump mm-hmm. and all the things, and she was telling me she was like. I'm, I am was just confused And I still am confused And she was like Because even though I know Like he's not You know The most holiest person She was like I felt like I had no choice mm. And that was so deep to me And so I guess In my mind If you were having that conversation With that woman What would you say?
2: Um. Well I would say You always have a choice I think what <laughs> she was What she was saying was The other choice was worse Yeah Um. And I can actually respect Somebody who says that What mm-hmm. I can't respect Is somebody who Supports any politician who's doing, saying negative things, treating people a certain way and doesn't check them. As Christians, mm-hmm. you can vote for somebody, but you don't just defend everything that they do. And that was really my part. I could see if somebody said, you know, I just thought the other option was worse. Yeah. Here are my, my top three issues. He covered those. I, I, you know, I held my nose and I voted for him. Yeah. Cool. But does that mean that you defend him? Mm. What do you? What does do you, that
1: you I'm saying. What do you say to the Christians who say it's policies over personality or po- politics over personality? Because I, I saw that a lot when when yeah. we say like hold him accountable, and they say no, like the the things that Trump, you know, uh, is 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 that he upholds like that Christian, he ideals, Christian ideals. Kinda. Like like it's it's policies over personality. What do you say to those people?
2: I mean, policy does matter. I mean, policy is a big deal, but that's just convenient now because when Clinton was in office, character mattered. Hmm. Yeah, and so now when it's inconvenient when it's politically expedient to say character doesn't matter it doesn't matter i think they both matter yeah yeah. i think when you have somebody who's leading the nation we don't expect them to be jesus right but you but there is there should be a standard by which they're held to and how they talk about people Mm -hmm. how they uh talk about immigrants and and things of that nature and when you go below that standard and you defend somebody who continually goes below that standard Mm -hmm. i think that has an impact on your public witness Mm -hmm. and to me bigger than policy character, all that other stuff is our public witness. I want to win. We often say at the end mm-hmm. campaign, we care about winning because winning impacts lives. Mm-hmm. These are serious issues when you're talking about politics. Mm-hmm. But your witness has to be more important than winning mm-hmm. because your witness is going to live on long after that, that win dies. Mm-hmm. Like what do other people see when they see Christians doing politics? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just trying to win mm-hmm. or yeah. putting something out there to say I would rather lose than for mm-hmm. you not to know what the gospel looks like mm-hmm. in, in the application of mm-hmm. the public square. Yeah. That's good. That's now,
0: Amen. But (laughs) I just hear people in my mind saying, But this ain't about that's not like we're distracting from the gospel, Justin. Mm -hmm. Like that 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 Jesus came and died and rose from the dead. And so then my question to you would be, was Jesus political? Like is like what do what does politics and God's gospel like how do they even align with each other?
2: Oh man, I mean jesus who he was had political implications Excellent. jesus's life had implications for everything mm-hmm. and so That's the fine. idea that there should be some false dichotomy some separation between preaching professing the gospel and how we treat our neighbors mm-hmm. so i'm not going to sacrifice for my neighbor because i gotta preach the gospel how mm-hmm. are those two separate why yeah. can't you do both yeah. mm-hmm. aren't they you know i mean you go to uh what is it first john three we know that love is is sacrifice mm-hmm. And I think what politics gives us the opportunity to do is sacrifice people we may not know, but with our who are in our sphere of influence. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I just don't like that false separation between caring about people in tangible ways Mm -hmm. and professing the gospel. Mm -hmm. I mean, number one, until you show somebody you care about them, why do they care about what you got to say? Yeah, that's good.
0: So, with the Perrys is, is going on tour. Straight is. Don't know if you knew that already. Yeah. I think we're doing 14
1: cities. Oh, yeah. You wanted me to say something. We're doing 14 cities.
0: And uh, he's going <laughs> to talk about apologetics.
1: And what you going to talk about?
0: I'm going to preach some some Bible. And then we're going to have a live conversation with the saints about Something that you pick. We're gonna give y'all the opportunity to pick the conversation that we actually end up having,
1: and it's gonna it's gonna be God glorifying. It's uh going to be uplifting um to 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 the body of Christ. But mm-hmm. we are gonna have fun. I think so. We are gonna have a lot of fun. A lot. Also too, a lot of y'all Have been trying to get the bold apparel merch, and I'm bringing all the merch on tour. yeah, like, oh, like all of it. Beautiful. You know, and we're also coming on tour with our books, with oh, yeah. my new book, uh, all of Jackie nineteen hundred books. It's only four. Uh, it's it's a lot. Um, and so man. Be on the lookout, man. All
0: right, so show notes www.withtheperries.com forward slash tour.
1: Yeah, that's good. The thing that I've always, this is just me personally, that I've always hated about politics. Um, Hated. Well, that's interesting. Strongly disliked about politics. Abhorred. Uh, (laughs) Is it like you, you don't. I don't see a lot of people humanizing other people, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I made a post not too long ago, and I, I said, when you care more about policies than you do people, no, when you invested more in policies than you, than you do in people, when you hear someone's testimony, you won't hear a testimony but a position. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times, that's what I see. And so, like, even in the Christian realm, like, you know, like, when um, I talked about, um, you know, systemic racism, or just from my own experience, personal experience when I talked about how I don't like the way Trump talks to people. People automatically thought that I was a a liberal or, you know, critical race theorists or, you know, like I was attacked because I was I was I was sharing my story. And I I feel like when you even dibble and dabble in the little political world, you automatically um, become a position and not a person. And so but when I see politics on TV, that's all it is. Mm-hmm. It's like people they they spend so much, hundreds of thousands of dollars trying to make people believe that this person has this position, and you know they don't tell mm-hmm. them about the actual person. And so how are we how are we as Christians are supposed to navigate in this in this in this? Ram of politics mm-hmm. when it's so steeped in this t- that type of mm-hmm. environment that's interesting yeah i think that's exactly why christians need to engage
2: because too often in politics people just get treated like chess chess pieces mm-hmm. yes. and either you're on my side or you're on the other side and i have to treat you accordingly but that goes back to what i was saying about the the, the controversy that jackie was talking about is Christians can never treat people just like political abstractions, just like you are what you believe or you are our disagreement. Mm, People are almost always more than the disagreement that you might have with them. And if you build a relationship with them, they might even listen to what you have to say. Yeah. Um, But there's an advantage if I'm a political leader that wants y'all to do whatever I say, there is an advantage to me pressuring you or teaching you or conditioning you to see the other side as just Hmm. political abstractions Hmm. that way it doesn't matter if they're hurting it doesn't matter what's going on i can keep you vitriolic i can keep you enraged at Hmm. people that you haven't even gotten the chance to know Hmm. and that doesn't even mean that your disagreements aren't real like the disagreements i have with trump i think are real the disagreements i have with some progressives are real but i cannot not see them as people and i think honestly that's one of the things that the civil rights movement did Hmm. better than almost any other movement that i've seen in america is it refused? Even though it was very tenacious and how it went about trying to change policy, it refused to not see even the folks who were lynching them and beating them as people. It refused to not see their brokenness. Mm. Wow! Because when you can see their brokenness, then you you say, "Yeah, you're wrong," and I'm gonna go against you, mm. but I can't
1: hate you. Mm. I can't have contempt for you. What I hear you saying is, I and mean, correct me if I'm wrong. There is because uh, I, I, I I've heard a lot of Christians uh saying i don't i don't even care about politics god wasn't a republican or a democrat mm-hmm. you know jesus wasn't a pr- republican or a democrat he was a lamb right not a but donkey. there is there is a particular <laughs> space that that we can be in in, in 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 the political space that teaches people how to do politics in, in a way that that humanizes people and informs people about different people groups and like uh, what i hear you saying is like if we listen to one another uh we can we can grow. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We can grow together. It doesn't have we don't have to necessarily pick a side, you know, all the time.
0: It feels similar to some of the like encouragement or like uh I guess frameworks that I try to like help Christians have when it comes to the gay community. Mm-hmm. Which is like one thing that really works against us, I think, in love is not being curious right and so i I like think i think having a curiosity for people kind of allows you to lean in and hear from them rather than assume things you know it allows you to learn about them and even learn from them rather than thinking that you're in a position of power over everybody because you know what you know and so i just wonder if 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 we had curiosity not like big like just with our neighbor that's Mm -hmm. a republican or our neighbor that's a liberal like let's talk and figure each other out. And let me pick your brain and you pick my brain. I think we naturally just have more love and humility. Yeah. No? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I agree.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll I mean, them. I think so. The end campaign talks about civic pluralism, hmm. which is the understanding that we have. You You have to respect people with different opinions than you. Yeah. Right. But that doesn't mean that we can't get things done together. Man. Right. So I agree with you. It's going to take, take a level of curiosity and just respect for yeah. people that disagree with you. Yeah. And then it's humility, too. Yeah, It's a humility and understanding that, no, I don't know everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's something I can learn from you, whether you're a believer or not a believer. Yeah. And, and what does that mean as we carry on? I think one of the biggest problems in our political back and forth is that everybody's trying to maintain this perfect narrative. Mm. I'm black, you're white, Asian, whatever. We all have this perfect narrative about ourselves that are probably about you know 25% fictional, mm. if not more. Mm. Uh, but we want to maintain it. And I don't think Christians can do that because it's very prideful. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, how many people walked up to Jesus with these perfect narratives about who they were and how things went and who other people were and walked away with that narrative intact? Yeah. Hmm. Nobody did. So we got to be willing to go into conversations with other people, understanding that our narrative isn't what we would like it to be. Like wow. we've painted these pictures of ourselves that we know are false. Yeah. That's really and good. we sell them to each other, but we know it's not true. Hmm. And we expect other people to believe them. Hmm. But why is, why is somebody going to believe that you're perfect and they know you're not?
0: Do you think that some of this is that people on both sides have not only like have done two things like made an idol out of their tribe, but also like because it's an idolatry situation, you also find a lot of identity and value and worth in the positions that you hold? Therefore, when you meet somebody who opposes your position, it's not that they oppose a policy, it's like, no, nah, you, you oppose me. And my mm-hmm. people and my idea its kind of like when you we talked about uh, Hebrew I- Israelism mm-hmm. and where like when people want to, you know, preach the gospel to them. It's like for them to like lay aside Hebrew I- Israelism is for them to lay aside, quote unquote, Who themselves. They are. Who they are, yeah. <laughs> and so I guess like how do you even deal with that when it's it's entrenched
1: in their humanity to a certain degree? Because if it is an idol, it's, 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 it's not just a political uh, conversation is deep it's a deep spiritual yeah. thing. You know, it's and, uh, personal and warfare. And warfare. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, and yeah. it feels demonic sometimes, at times. Yeah, yeah so. I mean there's a whole lot of identity idolatry in
2: politics. Mm-hmm. And again, it's because sometimes the people at the top want you to be so closely identified with your party or mm-hmm. with your ideology mm-hmm. that you'll do anything to defend
0: it. Oh. So I've been
2: a Democrat all my life, but y'all could say anything about Democrats. I could agree or disagree. I don't feel like you attacked me, mm. yeah. can I say something about Republicans or progressives and conservatives without you feeling like I attacked you? If that's not the case, then I think there's some idolatry there, mm. yeah, but we have to be very careful unless even we can even talk about the woke conversation. you know, I think conservatives have co-opted wokeness to, as I said before protect themselves, right? To 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 be able to point at something and say that's worse and we, let's pay attention to that instead of the history and all that stuff. But progressives have done something similar. I think they've mm-hmm. co-opted white progressives in many instances have co-opted wokeness to push a false narrative. Mm-hmm. And so now you hear these conversations and we have to be very it's very important that we distinguish between the two. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is they're trying to reshape blackness in the image of secular progressivism. Once you're a progressive that's what black people have to be. Mm. And so any issue that mm. we take on, that's a black issue. That's what black people do. Mm. So if you watch closely, whether it's just an irreverence, they're trying to merge blackness with with just irreverence, mm. with a lack of standards, mm-hmm. with uh, sex, sex positivity, with transgenderism. Yeah. To be black is now ideological and it's to accept all these things. Otherwise, you're like those white conservatives over there mm. and you know you don't want to be that. Wow. So what happens is basically... Blackness becomes a, just a divergence from whiteness, not its, uh, its own thing, Yeah, a divergence from whiteness. So you get uh, to, you know, uh, to believe in the authority of scripture is whiteness. Yeah, To be on time is whiteness. <laughs> to follow the w- rules is whiteness. Yeah. Hmm. And it's like, there's no dignity in me. You're actually centering the thing that you say you dislike. Not Come on that. now. Like, I'm not somebody in comparison to somebody else. We have our own... Hmm culture we have our own, you know what i'm saying we yeah. have our own traditions and Absolutely. things of that nature that's but good. ideology would force you to kind of yeah. see yourself as the ideology and then i get to, you see how easily manipulated that is yeah. all i have to do is say something that's white yeah. and now you want to be the opposite of that Oof. instead of focusing on the truth and love and the things that gospel
1: tells us to focus that's on, really right. that's really good that's really good we want to I feel like we're more comfortable when people are in boxes yeah. and we can we can categorize them as this, we can categorize it. even when you said I've been a democrat my whole life I'm pretty sure so many people who heard that mm-hmm. thought oh he, he's for abortion when you're not <laughs> you know what I'm saying like you know he's for transgenders you know it, when you're not you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and so like there is it's, it's, it's such a lack of nuance in even how we see one another mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and so like Man, that's that's so good. What's fascinating to me is how so much of this is just our
0: innate desire for community, right? You know, yeah. like we that's just good. we just want to belong somewhere mm-hmm. to somebody, yeah. and we want to be loyal and have a tribe and all of that. But it's just like Galatians, like <laughs> <laughs> like True. Jesus died for us to be unified with one another, even in our differences—male, so female, yeah. slavery, et cetera, et cetera. And so, thank you, Justin, for that. Like, I I really hope this was helpful to somebody. So your website and all the things will be in the show notes. But is there anything you want to put out there? Anything y'all working on stuff you want people to buy? I don't know.
2: (laughs) Now, I would just thank y'all, man, for your for your witness and what y'all do. I think y'all are very again, you stand for what you believe. You're not trying too hard to, to, to be black Trying too hard to do that You are who you are mm, And facts. I think it stands out And yeah. people really appreciate it man So nah, there's know The Ann campaign uh, Is behind you all the way Amen. Nah man
1: We appreciate you man You ain't swaggy With your little Freddy Krueger hat on man You know what I'm saying <laughs> you feel good Cause the Lakers won one game <laughs> one game So Jesse, g- Jesse Gibbity He texts me all the time Torting me and me About the Lakers Cause he know I'm a Bron fan You know what I'm saying But you know They gonna turn it around
0: <laughs> They gonna turn it around you <laughs> But hopeful. actually yeah, They won I don't know Nothing
1: About nothing
0: Alright y'all Bye Peace (laughs) That was good Appreciate you man
1: That was so good
0: 30 minutes with the Perry's Is a production of Ivy Media Podcast Edited by Angie Elkins Video recording And audio production By Kim Powell Artwork by Hop And music by Swoop Join us on Patreon For early access To With the Perry's episodes And other exclusives you got two options. You can go to www.patreon.com forward slash with the parries. or just go ahead, scroll. You'll find the link in our show notes. We are the Perry's. Thank you all for listening. Now go with God.